Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to Connected Coffee Chats podcast. In each episode, I'll be bringing you insightful topics, teachings, and amazing guests I feel drawn to bring on. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea or kombucha or wine, chill, sit back or work out and enjoy this week's podcast episode. Hi guys, and welcome to this week's podcast episode. Um, Before we jump into this week's podcast uh, with Tamika, who I wouldn't introduce, um, I'll let her introduce herself on the podcast. Um, She's amazing. You guys are going to love her. And yeah, but before we get into this week's podcast episode, I kind of just wanted to jump on here and say hello. How are you? How are you guys doing? How are you guys feeling? Um, I hope you've been enjoying the biweekly podcast episodes. Um, I know I definitely have and I feel like this works so much better for me currently um, rather than me having to kind of like jump on here or every week having to be like, oh my God, shoot, I need to put a podcast episode and I don't want to do that. I like it being like more intuitive and just letting it happen. And I feel like the bi-weekly cadence is working out so well. Um, let me know what you guys think um, on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs as always. Um, the link will be down below in the show notes. But Yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to tune in to this week's podcast episode. Um, It was such it was such a great podcast. um, And I really love the way Tamika breaks down into generational trauma um, and all the goodies that she like all the gems she dropped. Um, She's just amazing human being. Um, She reached out to me to be on her podcast. So we actually had a podcast like we did a podcast on her podcast. And I'll let you guys know once that comes out um, when she lets me know. So I'll let you guys know about that. And yeah, it was really, really fun. Um, She's so sweet. Um, She's amazing. And yeah, I really just like loved the way she like reached out to me. So professional. Um, Yeah. And I think you guys are going to enjoy listening to her and her wealth of knowledge. And if you guys enjoyed this week's podcast episode, be sure to share it. Tag myself and Tamika. Um, We appreciate it. And yeah, let's dive into this week's podcast episode. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell the podcast listeners who you are. Um, yeah. Okay, so my name is Tamika Marvia. I'm a, pretty much I'm a mental health advocate. I'm currently a student. I'm doing my master's in counseling psychology, and I'm really excited about mental health and wellness and creating more awareness, especially for people of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you're starting in the fall, right? No, technically, I start this month. Like my first class is oh. twenty sixth. Yeah. Oh, quick. Yeah, it was quick. I wasn't expecting it, but they changed the structure due oh, to okay, okay. being in um, quarantine. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been interesting so far. Like at first, I went into like my Blackboard and I checked everything, and I was like, "Where is?" Like I was thinking that I didn't have to do any work this whole time, and then, yeah, you know, I have so many assignments and other things that I do, but. I'll do it that later. Yeah. And it's a two-year program, right? 
it depends on how long um, you want to, like for me, I want to do a thesis. So initially okay. it's supposed to be two years, but I'm doing yeah. it part time. So it's two and a half years, two, three years, depending on yeah. how long to do my thesis yeah that's nice um that's really really <laughs> that's really really dope and it's so interesting even now I've this whole period I've also kind of just been thinking I'm like I'm like do I want to go down I'm like should I go get my master's and in, in counseling like <laughs> you know like I I don't know I feel like um I'm a, I like education I'm yeah for higher education if it's something yes. that Think like you're passionate about or something yeah. like maybe start off with a few courses and see how you like it and then go from there yeah anyone can do it and I see you already kind of you're already kind of in that field you know with <laughs> and even fitness and like I think they all connect in terms of like the mind body connection right yeah a hundred and um ten percent I agree with you and yeah, like that's that's so funny. And I've been looking at it. I've been looking at schools too. Like I've even inquired. I'm like, I'm nervous because I'm like, I mean, school, I'm like, it's work, but I love the work though. Like I'm like, we need, like you said, more people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see, at least from what I've seen, um, is you don't see a lot of like black counselors and things like that. And I know how important that is. Um, even at a women's shelter I worked at, there was only one counselor that was black and the majority of the women that lived in the shelter were like black women and minorities. So you need those um, people. No, I definitely agree. You definitely need like people that are able to relate with the experience that you're going through. Like I think I saw on Instagram where there was um, a doctor. Yeah. I think how it went was there was a doctor um, in in the hospital Mm-hmm. Her mom brought her child in because she burnt the child's uh, hair. Like you know when you do braids. Oh and, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it got yeah. burnt. Yeah. So, um, she literally had to explain to her white coworkers, like, no, like it's not child abuse. It's something that we do in our community. Oh, oh yeah. Too hot. Yeah. yeah, we definitely need more people and people yeah. of color in those spaces. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, So my next question is going to be, how are you feeling? How are you truly feeling and doing? And I mean, at the time of us recording this podcast, it's June 8th. And unless you live in on underneath a rock, even if you do, you know, and if you if you don't, you're ignorant. (laughs) And I'm gonna say you're ignorant. Um, We all know what's going on right now in the world with like, Black Lives Matter um, and it's not just like in North America like everywhere we're seeing people in Australia Japan in the in Europe England standing up and being like enough is enough even yesterday I don't remember um, what st- statue but there was a guy oh man I'm so horrible okay but the did you see you saw the video about the statue of the guy in the but it's tossed it in the in the river, and I know yeah. as a collective we've all been going through this. But how are you truly feeling? Like I want to see how you're doing. Uh, it's been a lot. I feel yeah. like initially with quarantine, that was its own little adjustment. Yeah. And with the whole Black Lives Matter and like the protests and things that are going on, it's been interesting. Like um, I feel like I've had so many pent up emotions over the years that I'm like, finally, I get to say something because before when I was saying stuff, no one was really listening. No one was paying attention to what 
I was saying. So now I feel like our voices are finally being heard. My only issue I would say like is the fact that a lot of people are forgetting why. Like a lot of people are thinking that there's just the people that are protesting are just looters or just um yeah, they're just protesting from for one black life mm-hmm. being the one that recently um pretty much blew this whole thing up, George Floyd. And it's like, no, like we're tired of the anti-blackness, we're tired mm-hmm. of the discrimination, the microaggressions, the systemic racism, the structural racism. Mm-hmm. So I have my days. Some days like I um watch things back in history like like the human zoos and other things that like my ancestors and our ancestors have gone through and I'm just like wow like a lot of it brings tears to my eyes um but you know I've been taking it day by day because I like to spread awareness for other people so I want them to be able to see like what's going on and like um there's a lot of interesting things in terms of uh what would you call it like propaganda and misinformation Mm -hmm. so I think you know, there's no really true way to explain how I feel. Like, it's a bunch of mixed emotions. Some days I'm okay, and then other days I'm resentful because I have my people of color, my non-Black friends, and, like, my white friends trying to come talk to me about, like, stop. I don't want to talk to you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love that, and I, I appreciate the honesty, and I can relate to you. Like, it's just been, like, one minute I'm, like, I'm like it's okay it's fine next minute I'm like I'm gonna come for you I don't care if you don't like me afterwards or I don't care or maybe you might have seen me in like and I like you would have been like totally super happy and bubbly and it's like no and now I'm mad I'm mad and like yeah. just calling people out I'm like I don't care stop saying this shit <laughs> but <laughs> like I'm gonna ruffle feathers and if that's how you feel don't that's care cool. take it personal actually <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um so I know when we first like spoke earlier you talked about how interracial uh, interracial whoa intergenerational (laughs) (laughs) intergenerational no trauma is something Mm -hmm. that you're um, passionate about can you tell us a little bit more about that um yeah so um pretty much what intergenerational trauma is it's trauma that's passed down through generations so it can either happen like historically so one form of trauma that collectively black people are experiencing right now is kind of what's going on with racism and has been going on Mm -hmm. um but there's other kinds of intergenerational trauma such as like abuse or alcoholism um it could stem from maybe like one parent or one person like a family a family figure Mm -hmm. um enforcing like certain rules and then from there like whether they enforce these certain rules and they're also being like abused so let's say you had a grandmother who was abused and um whether that be physically sexually whatever um if it's unresolved a lot of the times they don't realize that they can end up putting themselves back into situations that end up them or they because their trauma is untreated it can get passed down to their children and their children's children so their grandchildren um so yeah I think intergenerational trauma is something that people especially in the black community we need to talk about Mm -hmm. because we don't talk about it enough um I feel like a lot of things are just hush hush we sweep it under the rug and then it's like oh yeah that never happened but it's like okay why why is grandma always angry and like now your mom probably has those same traits that her your grandma has because the grandma passed that on to her and it's all things that happen kind of unconsciously Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and what, like, for example, we know, like, sometimes having Black parents or African parents, um, they're not the easiest to, like, talk to. Like, what steps would you say to kind of just get started if that's something that you're, because, I mean, it takes, you have to be one, be self-aware to be like, oh, okay, like, why does this keep happening? Like, what steps um, can any, like, anyone that's experienced this like, how can they go about getting started um, with talking about interracial drama, uh, trauma and kind of, I keep saying interracial, like, I don't know why, intergenerational trauma and kind of like, it ends with me kind of thing. Um, first, acknowledging it within yourself is a mm. great step. Yeah. Um, because it is complex. It's one of those things where if you do have like a Black parent, it could be very hard to talk about those things because mental health within the Black community is like stigmatized within itself so um either you can try like you can test the waters and like see whatever the issue is try talk to your parents about like hey have you noticed that um these are some of the behaviors that you display or like this is how it's affected me in my childhood you can start off like that um a lot of the times I'm not gonna lie just being honest a lot of black parents are not here for it they don't want to hear it um so like if you're the one that realizes like hey like intergenerational trauma has been affecting my life whether um it was like a cycle of abuse Mm -hmm. yeah a cycle of abuse or um it's also known like family curses whatever like Mm -hmm. curses that you see that keep happening in the family Mm -hmm. you have to probably address it within yourself like hey these are what i've noticed how can I address this within myself so I don't continue this pattern for my kids and their kids? Um, it's very complex because there's so many different ways that it can affect you. Like, for example, like um, people that have certain personality disorders, mm. you get to see a repetition of the personality disorders within the families as well. So like um, an example would be like my great, great grandmother. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, you know, from the stories I heard, she had like a personality disorder Mm -hmm. but back then they just think oh like she's upset she's crazy she's mad they don't actually think that oh there's something wrong and like with some of her actions that she did like was just very being really cruel really mean um psychologically affected her grandchildren um but because she was under so much stress I don't think she was even aware of what she was doing um yeah, it's just a really, it's a really bad cycle and it's very complex, but it's not like it's something that can continue once you actually identify what it is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the part that's hard because if you come from a family that's like toxic and let's say you have like family members that are like beating you all the time, Mm -hmm. like you could be like, yeah, dad, you know, like you used to beat me all the time. And I just, I just didn't like that. And you could address it that way, but mm-hmm. some people may feel like, oh yeah, that's nothing. I'm beating you because it's it's discipline. But I feel like it becomes like a difference between like, are you disciplining your child or you're abusing your child? Because mm-hmm. like, that's just one form. And then another form could be like emotional abuse where like, um, you're saying things that are detrimental to your child with the intention of hurting them. Mm-hmm. Just like out of spite, like, oh yeah. Um, that's why you're like this or that's why you're like that you'll never amount to be anything in your life things like that it's not right but it is stuff that does happen yeah no I I I agree with you and I mean even for myself I got beat like I got (laughs) I got beat more but from one parent than the other parent right and so and I mean even now like (laughs) 
I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting personal here, but it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. We're keeping it a hundred. But um, even now it's like, oh, I, I can relate more to one parent than like the other. And it's so, I, I agree with you. And even when I was younger, I was like, yeah, if my kids act up, I'm going to be- beat them too. But then I heard somebody once on a podcast say something that if you're like, that's not normal that your kid has to trigger that emotion out of you. So you're saying you're losing all control. Um, like you're, a kid can trigger that out of you for, for you to be able to like lash out. So it means like you're not able to control, emotionally control yourself. And it's like, why not go about talking to your kid, right? Instead of just like hitting them because it's discipline. <laughs> like, yeah, which is... <laughs> it's controversial in a sense because yeah. maybe for some parents, that's all that they know. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it becomes the point where like, if you're losing control, if your kid can trigger you to the point where you're yeah. like, you're that upset, you're that angry, maybe you should check yourself first yeah. and readdress the situation later. Yeah. Like, um, it is like a power struggle because there are some parents that are like, once their kid gets to a certain age, it's like, okay, I'm not going to tolerate any disrespect, mm-hmm. I'm not behave this way. And like all they know of maybe from their own experience, it's okay. I need to beat my child to gain back that control so they can listen, not knowing that, okay, you're going to beat your child, maybe to the point where your child has no respect for you anymore. It's just going to do whatever they want to do. And they, they don't, they just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's so like 110% agree. It's so, so true. Or sometimes how you'll even see um, or like why kids sometimes will like yell back at their parents because it's like parents yell at their kids. So of course it's going to come back to you, right? And so, um, yeah, that's been very interesting for me to just like see and learn and being like, or even sometimes like when my mom's like, I'll see her like yelling at my little brother and I'll be like, Hey, like mom, like if you'd actually just go about it nicer rather than like a demanding way, like he would act so much more different to you than being like, what do you want? Like what? You're always calling my name. Right. I'm like, mom, just be like, Hey son, like I need you to come do this rather than like demanding. Like he's not your slave. Like (laughs) it's true. Yeah. Cause it's almost like, it's like, she's yelling at my little brother kind of like at, you have to come do this because I'm a parent figure and I said so yeah and like my little brother like he's low-key like like he's a rebel so he'll be like what do you want like and I'm like well that's (laughs) do you know what I mean you modeled that and now he's modeling that back at you right and so it's like you have to what you you have to be the parent of like the kids that you want the outcome that you want and that takes a lot of like reflections and being like okay yeah like I fucked up here and like you said a lot of parents will just be like no that's how it's been done it's cultured you know it's how we do things in our culture and stuff so yeah like it's um, definitely not an easy thing whether it be like physical emotional sexual abuse those things are very hard to come to a parent and like actually talk to them about because number one sometimes they may not be willing to accept what has been done or maybe they don't even view it like that maybe their view is like okay that's all I know so I did the best for you and that's what like I'm successful I'm where I want to be at life in life and that's why I did that to you but um 
yeah, it, there's no, like, I feel like right or wrong way to go about it. As long as you're, like, addressing the issue and you give it a try, what else can you do? If they deny you, you just take that in within yourself and you make the changes that you need to do. And, like, healing is not, like, a one-day process. So if you are someone that, like, um, if you felt like you were abused, whether it was physically, verbally, emotionally, sexually, whatever, if you felt that way, it's up to you to now go and be like, okay, how can I change going forward so that doesn't pass on? And something that I feel like now in like the whole Black Lives Matter movement, people are starting to realize is that Black people, we've had intergenerational trauma passed on through us with the history of how we've been treated mm-hmm. and you don't even realize because trauma is something that changes your reaction to things not only like for, for what you're doing but toxic stress causes changes in your biology epigenetics so yeah. and the way that you're handling it will be passed on to your kids so like things that probably happen to your ancestors back in the day during slavery just imagine like just imagine us right now watching what's going on online i was thinking about that like how did people back then handle what they were seeing in real life like how did they handle like not like whether it was being enslaved yeah mistreated like their fellow people being punished because they didn't meet a quota and i think that relates back to the comment you made about the um, i think it was a belgian a Belgian um, person who was trying to um, go into Africa and he had these quotas. He's the statue that was thrown off. So he had these quotas where if you didn't meet the quota for the day, he would chop off your hand. That's very vulgar, but yeah, your hand or your foot. And it was like, yeah, that was life for them. Yeah. Imagine having all that trauma and that resentment and you still have to restructure yourself. You still have to show up to work the next day. Like, I don't want this to happen to somebody else. It's very traumatizing, you know? Yeah. Oh, that is, oh, I can't, like, I really can't imagine. And it's like, from what we, like, what we see online ourselves, like, we're pissed off, like, we're annoyed. And it's, oh, God. Yeah. Like, I, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's just like there's so many layers like deep into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I really yeah I really just can't imagine at all like compare, and I mean effects of that has been passed down right and stuff like it has been passed down and sometimes like things like our parents would say to us of like okay just so you know just a little heads up you might be treated like so-and-so way or whatever, just because of the color of your skin and things yeah. like that. So, um, and, and that's not okay. Like, I, I don't think that's okay for a parent to have to be like, Hey, just a little heads up. Like, you know, this may or may not happen to you. Or like, if this happens to you in this situation, like this is what you're going to have to do. Right. Like even, um, do you like, uh, have you heard of the pastor, pastor Todd, Michael Todd? I heard of him. Yes. And so he was even like, he said some, I don't know, he put a, uh, like a story, like a Instagram post or whatever, like Mm -hmm. sometime last week of how they, he went to go visit one of their properties or whatever. And, um, like some white woman was like, get out of there or whatever. And then next thing, you know, um, in a couple of minutes, police, two police people show up and his wife is like, Michael, I'm going to need you to go out there with both Mm -hmm. your hands up um and he had to go do that because he's like 
I don't know if I'm going to return back home to my wife and my kids. Right. So he went out there and was like, Hey officers, like everything's good. I got the keys. Like this is my house. And they were like, okay, sir. Like, all right, cool. Like this is your house kind of thing. Right. Like that just like, oh yeah, I can't like, I cannot imagine. And it can leave you in a sense, in a place of hopelessness of just like, like what is the point right like like, am I gonna even get through like get through this at all but I think it's also so important how like it makes me so happy that um the people that are willing to stand up everyone's even they're getting their hands in there they're talking about these they're having these conversation like that just that like gives you hope it gives me hope yeah it it does because even sometimes but it's very like hush hush don't talk and I mean I like even they said with the people like in the in sports and stuff some of them sign papers where they're not allowed to speak on these things and they they can't talk about it right and for some of them let's say they're supporting their family members right and and their families and families it's like if I speak like will I be able to bring money back home like it's just so it's unfortunate that it has to be like that because yeah in like I guess the context of everyday everyday life yeah you're just like a regular person trying to make it and you're in the workplace and you're having microaggressions and being discriminated and you know what it is like a lot of times you know what it is but it's like oh I don't want to say what it actually is because these people are going to treat me like a stereotype yes that angry black man or that angry black woman yeah it's unfortunate because in those cases it's like do I treat how I'm feeling or like do I go with what I'm feeling or do I just understand that hey like this is a situation I got a family to feed and I just gotta persevere and that's in itself is traumatic that is generational trauma you're watching your mom or your dad go through certain things and then you're like okay so how do I react to this as a child and yeah. I'm glad that like it's starting to seem a bit more hopeful for us, whereas yeah, our yeah. children's may may not have to be in a world that is so submissive submissive to the inequalities that people of color go through or just turning a blind eye, like, oh yeah, no, I don't see color. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like really really? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay then. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like for me, sometimes I'm like, how can you I'm like, okay, even if we, let's even just, even if we say, let's take out the fact that the the cop was white and um, George was black or whatever, even just seeing another human being, somebody else doing that to another human being, is that okay? Like, 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 unless you have some like issues or like, like, is that okay? No, it is. It's not okay. Like that is not right like so like it's just ah, it's just crazy and we can like I mean we can see we can see all like how um like how I mean some people are like well like maybe if he just like listened to the cop and did it it's like no it's not just about that it's 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 not there's so many excuses when it comes to people of color what I love about the movement that's going on now is that we're giving voices to other people of color so now that they see us and people are rising with us and being allies they're like you know what these are some of the other struggles that we face in our community and 
think um, the thing is like, although trauma can be passed um, intergenerationally, racial trauma is something that a lot of people don't talk about as well. Mm -hmm. And the thing with racial trauma, why it's so hard to kind of deal with it is because we're re-exposed mm -hmm. every single day so it's like no matter where you are like you can go to work yeah and then it's like, okay you you ha you're experiencing microaggressions there and then you can go to school maybe you go to an all-white school where you're the only person of color yet alone the only black person and then people have all these assumptions of like what you should be or how you should act like yeah it's a lot to deal with but i'm happy that people are starting to take the steps to allyship in terms yeah. of doing research and for the people that aren't doing research I'm just not here for it I'm not educating you I'm not yeah. talking to you yeah I'm going to your best friend going yeah. forward you know? yeah yeah other people are okay sharing their experiences that's okay but there's a lot of um a lot of negativity I feel like that has come out of it as well with like some people saying there's no such thing as like uh racism like really yeah, yeah yeah no literally I agree with you and I feel like now I feel like also if this is something that you let's say you were on you were like you know what I've been sheltered I've just I'm in a place of privilege I've never had to actually look at life from this other lens I think now is the time for you to put your head low and learn before later on down the road you go embarrass yourself and it's a, <laughs> do you know what I mean it's more detrimental like let's say you have a business or something and people start start whipping out all these re re receipts it's like you know yeah. you're gonna get dragged right and like that's your reputation on on the line and it's like where where were you in 2020 in June and May when we were telling you to learn right <laughs> no, but some people have to learn the hard way and that's True. okay too because i've been watching i've been seeing all these pages that have been popping up on instagram about people being exposed here in calgary from their comments i don't know if you yeah. De De yeah deborah has been um deborah's been showing it to me and i'm just like my jaw's just like all right well <laughs> peace <laughs> i'm not going there i'm not yeah. going there yeah yeah, people's true colors tend to come out mm. around these times. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the universe is just like all all of y'all <laughs> exposing all of y'all. <laughs> like literally, like now's your chance to to change. You know, you can't just act like ignorant about it or anything like that. So um I totally agree with you. Um, so what I was going to ask you next is what are three things, like three important things you would like to leave um, today's podcast listeners with? Hmm. Okay. So I feel like there's a few things. So if you are someone that is going through a hard time with everything that's going on, whether it be like your personal life and then the Black Lives Matter, take some time for yourself to rest mm -hmm. and trying to recover. If you're someone that's going through like intergenerational trauma, which is something that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Feel through your feelings. Cause a lot, I feel like a lot of times, like when you confront people that do things to you that are wrong, they tend to about, um, invalidate your experience. Yeah. Be okay with whatever that outcome is. And if you need extra support, whether it be your friends or other family members or like a therapist, yeah, go to that. And then in terms of like allyship, yeah, our, you know, our, our lovely non-Black people of color, yeah, allies, just yeah. educate yourself. There's nothing yeah. wrong with like 
admitting that you don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Or um, I would even challenge like some of those people of color who maybe grew up in Calgary and think that Calgary is just this luxurious places. Cause believe it or not, there are some people that think that way and they are a person of color or they are black. Mm -hmm. Just try and think like really think about maybe some of the things that you've gone through. Yeah. And if you can relate, was it just yeah. experience where it was just inequality or was it something deeper? Because I feel like once you realize that it is something deeper, you can actually be a part of the solution to realize like it's not um, an isolated incident and you're not a token. So yeah. those are the few things like rest, seek support and educate yourself. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I agree with you. And even through all of this too, I've had to be like, all right, time for some self-care time to unplug um and like really focus on how am I truly feeling right now um mm -hmm. and stay grounded um and still be able to show up um to support the movement so I agree with you um so tell us where the podcast listeners can find you um tell us about your brand new podcast that launched in May. Um, tell us all the goodies. Where can we find, where can we go creep on you, you know, follow you, you know, like um, Tamika's just dropped a whole bunch of wisdom and knowledge and she's just such a beautiful like soul and presence. And even when she reached out to me on Instagram, I was like, my jaw was like, I was like, wow, I've never had someone reach out so freaking professionally so <laughs> no she really did I was like wow like what like she don't set the standard high like if you don't reach out that way don't reach out <laughs> well, so yeah give you. us all the details um you can find my personal Instagram at Tamika Marvia and you can find my podcast um it should be streaming now on all podcast platforms at yeah, the yeah. Soul Care Garden podcast and then you can follow my account at the soul care garden on instagram amazing and i'll leave all of that guys for you uh down below in the show notes so you can just like click 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 and it takes you right there because i know i love when i just click one time and it takes me there and i just want to say thank you so much um for coming on the podcast and just sharing your wisdom your knowledge um your beautiful presence with us today um yeah. Thank you so much, Tamika. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And I'm sure this, she'll probably come back Yay. on the podcast. Like, <laughs> It's definitely a lot. Um, I feel like the I don't see color people are normally yeah. the ones to be like, okay, what was the context behind it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't even matter. Like, why does that matter? Like, what, like, do you know what I mean? Like, all these other, there's been all these other cases, Trayvon Martin, um, that have happened, and it's all been like, he was, he was, all he had was Skittles and iced tea. And like, his killer gets to walk around signing Skittles is even more disturbing. Like, yeah. it's not an incident, it's not an isolated incident, it's something yeah. that's been going on. But like I said, I'm glad that it is something that we're starting to hold people accountable, even brands and organizations. Yes, that, yeah, even influencers, I saw that even, that made me so happy. And even influencers being, even Patricia Bright, even other uh, micro influencers are like, do not text me saying, hey girl, just to be your token 
um, girl. And, and the thing is like, it's almost like you're being lazy. Like just you, you go to school to get, go get a degree. Right. Mm-hmm. And so why can't you just like, be like, okay, you know what? I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Go learn. And yeah. then that way you'll know what resources to tap into or how to go about things rather than just um, being like, okay, more black, then we'll start posting more black girls. Like, that's not what we want. Like, yo, we know we can sell products. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and Does- people, people will buy. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. black people actually in the world have the most buying power because we buy every freaking thing. We buy every, <laughs> we buy every single thing. Right. So, um, yeah, like it's, it's, I, I'm so glad that that's actually even happening. And they're like, yeah, I'm not going to work with these brands just because even though I mean, for influences, that's their income, right? Is Yeah, they're definitely going to be taking a, a pay cut if they yeah. specifically choose like an influencer specifically chooses yeah. not to work with someone. But one influencer that I really, really like is Jackie Aina. Like I yeah. love her much when she was talking about you guys need to pull up like yes or shut up right it was how many how many people are actually working um within those positions and executive members within your team and I was looking at this one page uh, and I was like wow like a lot of them think a lot of them think that diversity is like yeah like we're um 85% women or 70% women but okay where's your people of color where's your Asians yeah those were black people yeah found okay but it's just an interesting time if you guys have enjoyed this week's podcast episode be sure to screenshot yourself listening to the podcast and tag myself and tamika as well um and it also really just helps to share the podcast and helps more people to find out about the podcast um and i'll see you in next week's podcast episode bye